Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yuma Daf Hey. We are starting Dalat Amud Beis, the second to last word on the daf. Today's daf is sponsored by Chos Eliezer Cohen Ben Bluma. He and his family should be blessed with Kol and should continue to have much nachas from the children. Now we concluded the previous daf with the machlokes between Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Chanina regarding what is ma'akev absolutely essential to Arna Cohen's avoided during the miluim. The options were A. Everything that's written in regards to miluim is ma'akev. That's Rabbi Yechon. Or B. Only what's ma'akev l'dayrus for all future generations. That's also ma'akev here. But something that's not ma'akev l'dayrus then it isn't mocked by the Milum either. And the Gemara says, My Benau, what's the difference between these two opinions? What's the practical halachic nafkamina? Hey, I'm an alpha on top of the Gemara says, Amr Yasef, Smicha Ikabinao. The difference is Smicha when a person leans their entire body weight on the carbon that's about to be brought. Then anything is written by the Milum, that is Ma'akev by the Milum. Smicha Ma'akva, that's going to be Ma'akev because Arna Kain was commanded that he had to do Smicha by the Milum, so that's Ma'akev if he doesn't do so. Something that's not Ma'akev Ladaris, that's not going to be Ma'akev by Milum either, smicha le'ma'akva. So smicha is not ma'akev, even though we know that a standard carbon does need smicha, if smicha is not done, so that's not going to be ma'akev, so it's not ma'akev by the milum either. The Gemara asks, l'adaris manol and ma'akva, how do we know that smicha is not ma'akev l'adaris, that if a person does not do smicha by the carbon, so it is not ma'akev and the carbon is still valid? Titania, the Brasser tells us as follows, we have a Pasuk v'samach v'nirza, and the Pasuk really continues, loyal chaper alav, and he shall do smicha, and it's going to be a ritzoi, an acceptance, and a kapara for him. Ask the Gemara, v'chi smicha mechaperes, is smicha really that which brings about the kapara, we know that it's a sprinkling of the blood that brings about the kapara. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, for it is the blood which creates the tomen. So why is the Pasuk says, implying that the smicha is what brings about the tomen and not the sprinkling of the blood? If he treats the smicha as shiari mitzvah, as remnants, or something that's left over of mitzvah, meaning he doesn't do it, he treats it as if it's not a mitzvah. The Pasuk treats him as if he didn't receive his kapara. That's why it links the word kapara with smicha, the chiper, however, nonetheless, he still receives the kapara, because we know the main kapara comes about through sprinkling of the blood, and not through the smicha. Either which way, this is the first nafkamina between Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Chanina. Nachmar Yitzchak Amar, he says, Tnufa Ikebaneo, the difference is the Tnufa, the waving about of the chaz and the sheikh of the carbon. Laman Damar, kal chaz bahen ma'akav bahen, according to Laman Damar, that anything is written by the miluim, that is ma'akav, so ma'akva, waving about of the chaz and the sheikh, that is going to be ma'akav, if he doesn't do so, the miluim is not valid. Laman Damar, Either Lemakva, so this is not gonna be Ma'akiv. If he doesn't wave the Khaz and the Shaykh around, it's still not gonna be Ma'akiv. Ask the Gmoral Daris Manon to Lemakva, how do we know that the Tanufa is not gonna be Ma'akiv Ladaris? The Tanya of Abraisa. It says in the Pasuk, Latanufa Lechapir, that the Tanufa creates a Kapar. Machit Tanufa Mechapers is the waving about the Khaz and the Shaykh, is that what brings about the Kapar of the carbon? Valay in Kapar El Badam. We know that sprinkling the blood, that's what brings about the Kapar of the carbon. Shemrit says in the Pasuk, Kedam Hubanafshi Chapir. So Matam Lem Latanufa Lechapir, why is it the Pasuk implies that it's the Tanufa that creates the Kapara? Shema Sol, Tanufa Shari Mitzvah. If a person Treated tenufa like it's shiara mitzvah, like it's remnants of the mitzvah. He didn't do it. He didn't treat it like it's a mitzvah itself. Mal alav akasav kilo achiper. So the pasuk treats it as if he didn't receive a kapara, showing that what he did was wrong. But v'chiper, nonetheless, he still does receive his kapara. Rapam Bamer he says prishas shevek benayu. The difference between Rabbi Yechon and Chanina is whether or not the kain has to be separated for seven days. That's her difference. Ma'adamar kol kasav behen ma'akabahen. According to Ma'adamar, if it's written in the pasuk, so it's ma'akif for the miluim ma'akva. So then he has to be separated for seven days. Ma'adamar davar she'en ma'akav v'daris she'en ma'akabahen. If it's not ma'akav in all future generations. So it's not going to be ma'akav here either. Lime akva. So then it's not ma'akav by the miluim. Oldaris minal and lime akva. How do we know that prishas shiva is not ma'akav oldaris? It's not essential for future avodas. Midikatani from the fact that our Mishnah says maskinin that we prepare another kain gadol in his place. Flekatani mafrishin. It doesn't say that he has to be separated. That he has to be secluded for seven days. Our Mishnah clearly 
release date. So the backup Kohen Gadol was prepared, but not separated for seven days. So if indeed he was needed, it would turn out that there's a Kohen Gadol that didn't have Prisha, a proof that Prisha isn't Ma'akev. And a fourth Navkamina, Ravina Amar, he says, Rebo Shiva Mashiach Shiva Ikebanel, the difference is, does he have to have Rebo Begadim for seven days, and does he have to be anointed with Shemana Mishcha for seven days? Now, Rebo Begadim is a term that the Gemara uses to describe the Kohen Gadol doing the Avadi with all eight of his Begadim. This is one of the things that sets him apart from the other Kohanim, which only wear four Begadim. So does he have to wear all eight Begadim for seven days, and does he have to be anointed with Shemana Mishcha for eight days? Anything that's written by the Mulum, that is Ma'akav, it must be done. Ma'akav, so this is Ma'akav. According to Ma'adamar, the song is not Ma'akav for future generations, not Ma'akav over here by the Miluim either. So it's not Ma'akav. And we asked the question we asked previously, how do we know that this is not Ma'akav? Meaning seven days of action, doing something, is in Ma'akav. Titan, you have a Brisa, and this Pasuk is said in regards to the Kain doing the Avodanyam Kippur, the Chibra, Kain, Asherim, Shachayisav, Asherim, Aviv. And the Kain who had been appointed or had been inaugurated, that's Milu Yadayim, to serve in place of his father, he creates the Kapara. Now, Matam Alaymer, why do we need this Pasuk? It can't be teaching that the Kain Gadol has to do the Avodayim Kippur, because the Pesukim are only talking about Aaron anyway, so it must be teaching something else. So the Gemara tells us, Lefishanemer, since we have a Pasuk that tells us, Shiva Mil Bashama Kain Banov, and seven days he shall wear them. The one who serves in his place from his sons, this is referring to a new Kain Gadol and his instruction to wear the Begadim for seven days as he's being inaugurated to be the new Kain Gadol. I only know that he has to wear the Begadim for seven days and he has to be anointed with the Shem Mishcha for seven days. Let's say he wears the Begadim for seven days, but he only gets anointed for one day. Or in Israbi Yemechon Nimshah Sheva, he wears the Begadim for one day and he gets anointed for seven days. Minayin, how do we know that he's still considered the Kayan Gadol and that's a valid inauguration? Who has been anointed or has been inaugurated, either which way, even though it wasn't a full seven days of inauguration and anointing, nonetheless, he's still considered the Kayan Gadol. And the Gemara just clarifies Ashkan Riboy Shiva Lechatchila. We see that he has to have Riboy Begadim, he has to wear all eight Begadim for seven days, Lechatchila. And therefore, we say, if he doesn't do a Lechatchila, that's still okay, it's not Ma'akev. But Mashiach Hashiv Lechatchila Minalan, how do we know that Lechatchila, he has to be anointed for seven days? The Gemara says, either we could say, since we have to have a Pasuk that excludes it, meaning that says that if he doesn't do it for seven days, that's still okay. Clearly, he has to do it for seven days. He has to be anointed for seven days. Alternatively, we could say, the Amrkar, the Pasuk says, and the Holy Begadim that are to Aaron, they shall be for his sons after him, to be anointed with them, and to be inaugurated through them. We clearly have a Hekesh between Meshicha, anointing, and Reboy, meaning wearing a lot of the Begadim. Just like we said, the Rebbe Gadim has to be done for seven days. Af so too anointing with the Shem and Mishcha has to be done for seven days. So we just had four different Naf communities between Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Chanina, Smicha, Tnufa, Prisha, and Reboy slash Mishicha, which is really one and the same thing. Another Gemara asks, My time at the Mandamar called Kasa Behen Ma'akev, what's the reason for the Mandamar, Rabbi Yechon, that anything that's written by Meluam, it is Ma'akev, we have to do it in order for the Meluam to be valid. What's his reasoning? Amr Yitzchak Rabbisna, he says, Amr Kralapasik tells us of a Cecil Aaron Alban of Kacha, Hashem told Moshe Benu, and you shall do for Aaron and his sons just so. Exactly like this. Kachi Kuvahu, the word Kacha tells us that there's an absolute necessity that it's not done exactly like this, so then it is not valid. The Gemara asks, This makes sense, something that's written in regards to this and in regards to this matter. But something that's not written in this matter, how do we know that that's Ma'akev? Now, what's this talking about? The Torah talks about the Milum twice. Once is the commandment given to Maish Rabbeinu, that's the Tzava, in Parsha Tzave, and another time when it actually happened, when the Milum were actually carried out, the Asiya in Parsha Tzav. Now, this Pasuk of Kacha is in Tetzave. However, there's no mention of Maish Rabbeinu having to write the Shem Hashem on a piece of parchment and place it in the Urim Vitumim. This is mentioned in Tzav. So how do we know that that's Ma'akev? The 
Gemara answers Amr Menachem Yitzchak Yalef Pesach Pesach. We learn Pesach Pesach. We have Exer Shava. In both of these parshiyos, the word Pesach is written, referring to something being done at the entrance of the Olmid. These two words link everything relevant by one to the other. Rav Mishashi Amr he gives different answers. Shmart Mishmaris Hashem. The pasuk says you shall guard the Mishmaris of Hashem. This teaches us Ikuva. There's an absolute Ikuv. There's an absolute necessity. We don't need Exer Shava right now because Shmart Mishmaris Hashem is a very strong wording that tells us we have to do exactly what Hashem wants. This is the Mishmaris of Hashem. Ravashi Amr he says we have a different drasha. For so I have been commanded, my Shabbat says, Ikuva, this is a very strong Lashon. This Ikuva, this tells us that anything that's written by Meluim is absolutely Ma'akev. So we have a number of different ways to learn Shittas Rabbi Yechonin that whatever is written by Meluim is Ma'akev. And now that we had mentioned this Pasuk of Kichin Suvesi, we had a Drasha, so we're going to mention another Pasuk similar. Tanar Abana, we have three Psukim. Kichin Suvesi, for so I have been commanded, says Mashra Benu. Kashir Tzivesi, this is what I commanded, said Mashra Benu. Kashir Tzivashem, this is what Hashem commanded. Again, this Pasuk is also said by Mashra Benu. Now this needs a bit of background. On the eighth day of Miluim, Nathan and Avihu went into the Kaddish Kadashim, uninvited, and were consumed by the fire of Hashem. This turned Aaron Akain into an Ainin, and one in the state of Aninus is now to Ikachim. Nonetheless, Moshe told Aaron to eat the Minchad Miluim, Kichain Suvesi, for so I have been commanded by Hashem. Moshe also commanded him to eat the Chaz and the Sheikh of the Shlamim, Kasher Tziva Hashem. Hashem commanded him to eat this too. Moshe got upset that Aaron didn't eat the carbon Chatas, and that he had completely burnt it, and therefore Moshe told him, Why didn't you eat it? Kasher Tzivesi, just like I have commanded. And the Gemara speaks this out. Kichin suvesi for so I've been commanded by Hashem. Ba aninus yechlo that you shall eat it the carbon mincha even in state of aninus. Kasher tzivesi for so I've commanded. B'shas ma'isa amalehem he told him this. B'shas ma'isa at the time when he found out that they had completely burned the carbon chatas he said why did you do so? Kasher tzivesi I had commanded you to eat it. Kasher tzivashem like Hashem had commanded. This is referring to the shlamim. V'loy me'olai ani omer I'm not saying this on my own. Hashem commanded me to tell you to eat the carbon shlamim even though you're in the state of aninus. Continuing to talk about the miluim. Amar beis rebchanini says mechasayim enksum aparsha it doesn't say anything about the mechasayim the pants or the kahanim wore, it doesn't say anything about these pants when we're talking about the miluim, but we know that they had to wear them. How do we know? When it says in the Pesach, and this is the matter that you shall do for them to sanctify them in order to be kahanim. This Pesach is telling us that they have to wear pants during the miluim and they have to bring the Sir Sa'ifa. Now this Pesach, which is part of the introduction to miluim, starts with the Vav, connecting it to the previous Pesach, which had mentioned the Mechnasayim, teaching the Mechnasayim are part of the Miluim. The Gemara has Bishlam, Mechnasayim, Ksvir, Ben Yarin, Begadim. I understand the Mechnasayim, the pants, that's written in regards to the Begadim, which is the Pasuk mentioned just prior to Miluim. El Asir Sa'ifa Minolan. What about the Asir Sa'ifa? Where does it say that in the Pasuk regarding the Begadim? The Gemara answers Asir Zezeh. We have Xer Shava, Zezeh, Mi Vizeh, Karban Aaron, Ubana, Vasher, Kuvil Hashem, Asir Sa'ifa. And this is the carbon of Aaron and sons that shall be brought in front of Hashem, Asir Sa'ifa, tenth of an Eifa. This referring to the carbon Mincha that every kind has to bring the day he is inaugurated. This Xer Shava, Zezeh, links that Mincha with the Miluim. And we continue talking about the Miluim. How do we know that even the reading of the Parsha of the Miluim is Ma'akev? We know that Moshe Rabbeinu was meant to read to Kla Yisrael the Parsha of the Miluim, and if he didn't do so, that is going to be Ma'akev. How do we know that? Talmud it says in the Pasuk, and Moshe said to the congregation, This is the matter that Hashem commanded, even Dibur, even the speech, that which he has to say to them is Ma'akev. This word Davar, this is the matter, is like the word Dibor. This is the thing. This is the speech that he shall say. And this is Ma'akev. If he doesn't say it, so then it's going to be Ma'akev. And the Gemara continues. Ketzad al-Bishan, how is it that Moshe Rabbeinu actually got Aaron and his sons dressed during the Miluim? The Gemara asks, Ketzad al-Bishan, how did he get them dressed? Ma'adah hava Whatever happened, happened. Why is it relevant how he got them dressed? The Gemara explains, Ketzad mal-Bishan lasalavi. The question is, how will they be dressed lasalavi when the base of Mikdash is rebuilt from Hervi Amenu? How is it the Kohanim are going to be dressed? The Gemara asks, 
also Aaron and his sons and Moshe Rabbeinu, they're going to come. And so therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to dress them the way he did when he did by the Mishkan. So Mark explains, no, this is really the question. How is it that he got them dressed? Because we have to explain this theorem Sukkim. In Tetzavah, it says, implying that Aaron and his sons had their belts tied by Moshe Rabbeinu at the same time. But in Tzav, it says, implying that Aaron was fully dressed along with his belt, and only then his sons were dressed. So the Gemara says, the sons of and Rabbi and they argue about this. Chadam or one of them says Aaron v'chachbanov. It was first Aaron and then his sons. Chadam or one of them says Aaron u'banov v'sachas. They had their belts tied at the same time. Amar Bai he says b'kisanus u'mitznefes kuli amoli pligi. When it comes to the kisanus, the tunic and the mitznefes, the hat, everyone agrees the Aaron v'chachbanov that first Aaron had it and then his sons. The ben b'tzavah, ben b'asiyah. Whether it's the tzavah or the asiyah, the commandment or the actual doing of the inauguration of the miluim, Aaron kadim, Aaron came first. Keep pligi. What's the homachlekes ba'avnit when we're dealing with the belt? Mandamar Aaron v'chachbanov. According to Mandamar, whether it was first. Aaron and then his sons, the Chsivit says in the Pasuk, and he tied his belt on him, and Moshe Rabbeinu tied it on Aaron, and then it says, he tied their belts on them, that Aaron and his sons had their belts tied at the same time, the Chsivit says in the Pasuk, and you shall tie it on them, implying it happened to Aaron and his sons at the same time. But now the Gemara according to the Madamar, it happened to Aaron and his sons at the same time, we do have a Pasuk, it says, implying that Moshe Rabbeinu first tied it on Aaron, and then we have Another pasuk implying that he tied it on them. Seemingly, it happened at two separate times, not at the same time. So vavam nalv on top. The Gemara says, he'll answer you. That's just telling us that the belt of the kain gadol is not the same belt as the kain headed. The belt of the kain gadol was made out of blue wool, out of tchelos and linen, so it was actually shotness. And the belt of the kain headed wasn't necessarily shotness. As the Gemara leman damar and vachagban of according to madamar, there was first Aaron and then his sons. Vaksev, we do have a pasuk that says vachagar to oisam avnet, implying that. Happened at the same time. So I'm will answer you. That's teaching us that it actually was the same belt, and both belts actually were made out of shotness. Ask the Gemara. What do we need these two separate psukim for? The Gemara answers. We learn from here. That it was first Aaron and then his sons. Ask the Gemara. Is it actually practically possible to tie belts at the same exact time on five people, Aaron and his four sons? So how could it be that he tied the belts at the same time? The Gemara answers. Really, we're just trying to say that he tied the belts on first, and there was no begotten put on Aaron and his sons in between the belts being put on. The belts were put on Aaron and then his sons, and there was nothing put on in between, but it doesn't mean that they were tied exactly at the same time. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.